Blog Talk Radio. Friday night at the pajama party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Uh, Kettle's on her way. What's going on, Kettle? And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. All right. How are you? How are you? Everything is cool. Everything is everything. All right. We're going to mark uh, Kettle uh, UA for a moment, AWOL, what have you. She was having with her, put out a missing person. Yeah, or, she's, she's on her way, on her way. She'll be there. All right. Anyway, how you doing tonight, huh? I'm doing pretty good. Everything, everything is everything. All right, another Friday. It was a beautiful day on the East Coast, as far as I know. Yeah. I don't know what's happening out on the West Coast, but hopefully everything was good. I know I enjoyed that weather on the East Coast. It was beautiful out there, I tell you. It was beautiful. Oh, let's see. Oh, Cattle, are you here now? Yes. How are you? Are you eavesdropping? Oh, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. <laughs> I was going on, Papa. Oh, not much. You no know, sheep are in the meadows, cows in the corn, hmm. fork hanging out with the spoon. You know, you know the deal. Okay. All right. <laughs> the quote, Mr. Lowe, that's how it all starts. Mr. Lowe. That's what he always says. That's how it all starts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing about this crazy weather we've been having. Oh. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I, need to keep I, don't think really, I don't think it really hasn't really broke yet for my standards, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I tell you, the transition is in in the stores and everything. If you go in Lowe's and Home Depot, you smell fertilizers when you walk in the door. And mulch <laughs> and all that. They didn't got rid of all the uh, ready. winter stuff. And they got that. And you go in uh, Walmart, you see shorts hanging up. I was going like to say, the young girls are already stripping. So really? They're ready. They're like, oh, warm weather. Mm-hmm. We can take all our clothes off and walk around. I know. That's how they do. Yep. Yep. You got it. That's how they do. Yep. That's how it all starts. Yep. <laughs> you got it. One one come off and the next come off, right? <laughs> there you go. Yep. All right. Well, shall we get into the rundown for tonight? Sure. All right. We got a lot to talk about. I see. I see. All right. I'll get it started. Our hot topic tonight, we got Jesse Smollett asked to pay city of Chicago 130000 for investigation costs. Wow. Also, Special Olympics budget controversy. 
and hundreds of vaccinated since measles emergency declared in Rockland County. Also, our hidden and quoted headlines, man awarded $80 million in lawsuit linking Roundup weed killer to cancer. Also, Jay-Z and Meek Mill launched prison reform organizations. And Florida Mayor Wayne Neesom announced his 2020 presidential bid. What's popping with Papa Didi tonight? He got something great for us for tonight, I'm quite sure. Our weird news. Prison guards smell a rat and find rodents stuffed with drugs. Oh, my God. Also, a civilian court rules farting at someone may not be bullied. And Florida man fake robbery to get out of going to work at Hardy's. Also, I'm just saying with red wine, um, robocalls should be illegal. Also, living for the city with Papa D.D. tonight, my Hollywood wrap-up. The cocktail of the week, which is the spring's first bloom. Sounds pretty tasty. I'll kiss the list in the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with the hot topic. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing. So call me now. 914 803 4306. I'm right here on WPJT Blog Talk Radio. Waiting to hear from you. Uh, here they come. I, I, I gotta go. I gotta go. All right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. You doing sound effects? Okay. Okay. Well, it's time to fire it up with the hot topics. All right. First thing we're going to do is get into this uh, Jesse Smollett thing. I mean, I just, you know, it's, we're going to comment on this too afterwards because this is this is getting ridiculous. Uh, uh, Jesse Smollett, uh, it, it, he's asked to pay the to, to pay. City of Chicago, $130,000 for cost of investigation. Now, now, how they came up with that figure, I don't know. Okay? If they spent $130 in a, what, what was it, a two-week period yeah, on that investigation? $130,000. Now, I mean, just before I, before I read the story, how much have they spent on some of them unsolved, mo- unsolved murders on the south side of Chicago? Whose parents are still crying because their child was either caught in a crossfire or something, and they had no suspects. Anyway, the mayor of the city of Chicago, who was uh, uh, Rahm Emanuel, who used to be the uh, chief of staff for uh, Barack Obama, all right, as soon as he seen an opening with his popularity following Barack, he was on, he was like, he followed um, Barack Obama so, so, so close that if, uh, if Barack would have farted, his head would have blown off. That's how much his head was up uh, Barack's ass during the uh, whole presidential thing on the first first go back in 2008. And um, with his popularity, he only stayed with Barack about a year or so. And they were both from the Chicago area, and he put in his bid to see how he would do as mayor. 
and it was overwhelming, so he ran and he won. So he left Brock like immediately, but he rode he rode Brock said like I said, Dan like dandruff on the collar. Anyway, getting back to this jerk off, all right. The lawyer for the city of Chicago said Thursday, the city is seeking hundred and thirty thousand dollars from actor Jesse Smollett as uh, restitution for the cost of the investigation that uh, he initiated. All right, Smollett had been charged with 16 felony counts and allegedly lying to Chicago police about being a victim of hate crime. But all the charges were dropped early this week in a controversial decision made by the Cook County uh, State Attorney, Attorney's Office. All right. In a letter signed by Mayor, you know, Rahm Emanuel, Senior Legal Advisor Edward Sequel, and addressed directly to Smollett, the city claims Smollett false statements led to the police diverting resources from other investigations. Yeah, like what? Like murder in the south side of Chicago? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And undetermining uh, and, and, and investigating the, the uh, undermining uh, criminal justice system, as we they say he done. Smollett has uh, maintained his innocence and told reporters Tuesday, after his charges have been dropped, that uh, he's been uh, truthful and consistent on every single level since uh, day one. The letter claims the Chicago police investigator revealed that you knowingly filed a false police report and had, in fact, orchestrated your own act. Now, they want him to sign this letter and, and have him almost plead guilty again. I mean, and I mean, I just think that, you know, I mean, we'll, I, I, I'll read the last couple paragraphs where we elaborate on this. But um, it's saying that they want him to, that he orchestrated his own attack. And request from Smollett an immediate payment of $130,160.15. Now, how the hell did they come up with that figure? I don't know. What the hell did they just pull it out of the damn sky? You know, and and, and um, that's extended to uh, overtime hours in the investigation of the matter to be paid within seven days. The letter was sent to Smollett's attorney, who was Patricia Brown Holmes whose office is in downtown Chicago. Now, they're saying if Smollett fails to pay the city of Chicago's uh, corporate counsel, the letter states he faces prosecution by the Department of Law and fines not less than $500 for a maximum of $1,000, plus up to three times the amount of the damage the city sustained as a result of the violation. Cook County State Attorney's Office said Tuesday it was dropping the charges after reviewing all the facts and circumstances of the case, including... Mr. Smollett volunteered service to the community and agreed to forfeit his bond to Chicago. We believe this outcome is the um, the just disposition and appropriate results for this case. They said the city, the city actually spent more than $150,000 on this case. I would, first of all, ask for some goddamn receipts. Okay, if you spend so much money on this case, you know, first of all, you round up them two foreign dudes, you shook them down, you scared the bejesus out of them, and they told y'all everything. Now, apparently, they're nowhere to be found, because they probably took their ass back to wherever they came from, because they, they don't like that heat they felt on that situation. Yeah. You know? So. It still doesn't make sense. They don't make, because to me, it's double jeopardy. And, and, and to, like I said, we'll, we'll talk about this a little, I'll talk about it a little later, but, uh. To keep beating a dead horse like you're doing. Now, for this city to be in ruins like they were, for the south side of Chicago have gang-related deaths every night, okay? 
every night, and, and the last thing you've been able to talk to, and then you're going to drum up this situation here and tell him, if you're going to tell him to pay the money, then pay the money. Why would he, why would he sign anything that's going to have him sign off any kind of charges? Yeah. Why would you be? Why would you ridiculous? It's like, like an indirect admission. Exactly. Thing. It's like first of all, do you want the money or not? Okay. If you don't want the, if you want the money, I'll give you. Get y'all off my ass. I will give y'all a hundred thirty thousand. I'll give you hundred fifty thousand off. But I ain't signed no damn letter saying that I lawfully, lawfully. Those are all legal terms. But if he was found not guilty, why should he have to reimburse the city for the money that they spent? Well, first of all, the case is closed, so I don't think there any any type of litigation paperwork should be added to a closed case. But that's my point. If he was found to be, well, not found to be not guilty, they dropped the charges. So if they dropped the charges, how are you going to turn around and say, well, somebody needs to pay this bill, and we think you were lying, we don't believe you, so you should pay for it? I would counter that letter by saying, I will donate $150,000 to a city charity or to a city... Yeah, the Boys and Girls Boys and Girls or the the police. I would donate to the Police Benevolence Association. I would. Or whatever, or to the mayor's fucking summer cookout. Not in Cook County. I'd give it to the Boys and Girls Club. Oh, yeah. So you out there, Kettle? Yeah, I'm here. I was just going to chime in and say, first of all... Yeah. Yeah, thank Thank you from the beginning. The um the young lady I I don't know if she was the judge but she was on the case I can't remember the lady's name but she was on the case originally and she excused herself because she knew the family so who's to say that she didn't have some influence in the beginning because it was a quote unquote high profile case to get it done quickly and um you know it it, it was it was on them they spent the resources Chicago police they spent the resources. Because somebody probably came in that office and said, look, I need you to take care of this. And I need you to, you know, use whatever resources you need to. So that's what they did. Found out this information, if it's true or not, if he did it or not, whatever, whatever. They had those guys in there for 46 hours. Come on now. I would tell them any damn thing, too. <laughs> so Yeah, really, just to get out of there. Yeah, usually right. people do that. And and then, on the other hand, they probably had somebody coming in. That's, this is why the uh, charges got dropped. 16 counts? I could see maybe maybe two or three stuck. But all 16 just got erased? Somebody came in with some big kahunas or some big money and said, look, make this go away. And now the police department, they're pissed. But he's not going to foot the bill, and he's not going to make guilt. So you might as well just, like, like you said, Papa, you might as well just move on. So. Yeah, they need to move on, and I'm and I'm surprised yeah. that Emmanuel, because he's on his way out, and for him to be so animate on this particular case, being that he has really destroyed that damn city when it comes to crime, you know, you remember one time you was hearing about the South Side of Chicago shooting people every night, every mm-hmm. night five people shot and gang related stuff, five seven people shot, ten people shot, every night there was stuff going on. They came and find suspects. You got mothers that lost their children and sons and all, and they only have a suspect. Mm-hmm. So, what kind of money you spend on that particular case? Yeah. You know, I, I mean, so, why is this? Why is this case been turning out to be about money now? What is that going to soothe? What is what is that going to? You know, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. 
I don't get the same way with uh, R. Kelly. You know, if mm. you want him for something in his case, then why why are we why are we saying now that he's locked up for child support? What the hell does that got to do with his case? Nothing. It's got nothing to do. Do you want him for for fucking young girls? Or do you want him for for child child support? Were you getting a two for one deal? This to me is the same thing that the federal government went after Al Capone when they couldn't get him for all the racketeering and all of the murder and all of that bull crap that they knew he had done, but they couldn't make it stick. They got him on tax evasion, and they said, look, we already got, however they got it, they got the books, and they know he has not been paying taxes and all this money he's making. We can get him for that. And that's what got him locked up. And I think with R. Kelly, his the, his baby's mamas, however there many there may be, they knew he was not paying his child support. This was not new. Right. But now all of a sudden that comes out like, oh, well, we can't lock him up right away for all of this alleged molestation and rape and whatever going on. But I, but. but we can lock him up for lack of child support. Yeah, but when he so went, if somebody paid if make. somebody paid his twenty hundred and sixty thousand dollars child support, do you actually think that the city when they get that money they just gonna hand over to the baby's mother like that? I doubt it. Hell no. Okay. But that's what should happen. No, they're not gonna do that. If that's what they're really saying. They're gonna do that. That money is supposed they're to go through the court. They're gonna the give mother. it they're gonna give it to the court. And the court's gonna pay her in installments while they use that money with interest and everything else. Please, they ain't, I don't gonna, know if that's legal. they ain't gonna say, "Well, we collect it here. Here's your money." No, I don't think so. I, I don't really know don't how think that so. works because these cities are too desperate for damn money. Anytime they get a chance, saying, to get there's money. rules around and laws around that stuff. Now I don't know what the rules and laws yeah, are. Yeah, well, a lot of these, all these places got some stuff with them. I remember, I saw a old girl, the mayor of. Uh, of D.C. What's her name? Bowser? Yeah. Yeah, they were talking about her um, chipping in to clean up some potholes on some on some federal highways, some federal roads, because some of these roads are state and some are government, you know? Mm-hmm. And she said, no, nah, we're not going to, we're not going to participate in the uh, federal road cleanups at this time. Like, like, you know, like, well, damn, you know, we drive on all these roads. We we got our wheels on these right. roads. We don't know who the hell owns Those this goddamn asphalt. Those of us asphalt. driving don't care who, who owns Really, them. who really? And, and she Just literally said them. that. She said, no, we're not going to participate in helping to uh, but, clean but the But I understand roads. that, too, though, because it's a matter of budget. If you got money in your budget to cover things in your jurisdiction, you do not want to spend your money on somebody else's property. Yeah, but it all depends on where the roads lead to. And you know what I mean? No, I disagree. It comes down to the budget. Yeah, but the rules. If if my budget is supposed to cover, you know, let's say a uh, hundred square miles, and you got problems outside of that area, even though your road leads into my hundred square miles, I don't want to spend my budget to fix your stuff. You're supposed to spend your money to fix the roads that are on your side of the line. That sounds pretty I crazy. I shouldn't have to spend. It may sound crazy, but I'm saying it comes down to money. All right, let's 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 put it in medical terms. What if a dentist said, I'm only going to, I'm going to mess with your back teeth. I'm not going to fuck with your front teeth. You can't use that analogy because well, teeth are thing. under the dentist's jurisdiction. Wait a minute. Well, you you saying the roads, every, all roads lead to somewhere. Right, and but you're I'm gonna talking say, well, we're about, not gonna work on the roads here and there, but 
because we're talking about ownership. That's different. Now, uh, uh, I would say a better analogy would be if the dentist is looking at your teeth and he sees that you got something going on with your lymph nodes or something in your throat, the dentist, even though he sees it and he is a doctor of sorts, he's a dentist, he he or she is not going to start messing around with something that an ENT doctor ought to be doing. We're talking about teeth. He will tell you. I'm looking at your teeth, but I see you got an issue in your throat. Yeah, but you need to, to go see the throat doctor. You're changing the narrative. No, We're I'm giving you teeth. another analogy. I'm teeth. saying that if he's working on your teeth and he sees you got something in your throat, your throat is connected to your mouth where your teeth reside. I'm saying if he sees a problem in your throat, that dentist should not be trying to do stuff that's out of his jurisdiction. He should be able to look and say, hey, I think there might be something happening with your throat. You really should go see the, you know, the doctor who deals with throat issues, ENT doctor. Go see that person because it looks like I see something that may be an issue. But I was talking about. I don't want my dentist trying to solve something that's not in his jurisdiction. I was talking about highways. I'm talking about jurisdiction. And I said teeth. And you want to listen to. I'm giving you an example of jurisdiction. I'm talking about boundaries, lines, jurisdiction. I gave you another analogy. You just didn't get it. I'm saying that it's jurisdiction. If something is just like you got state lines, when a criminal crosses state lines, the police from that jurisdiction, if you get out and cross the state line, then I I thought they're not supposed to chase you. Now, I don't know the law, but is that true? If you're in D.C. Well, and you make it across the Maryland line, can the D.C. cops still chase you? Hell yeah. And then what do they do? Can they arrest you over the state line? Of course. I always thought if you can make it over the state line, you get away. How many times have you heard of a, a police chase that started in D.C. and ended up in Prince George County? But I thought they had to contact, well, I don't well, know. Well, sure they're going to contact you. Well, the, also they got to contact them because... Once you cross area, sometimes you go to a different radio frequency. So they may I not be able to. a different jurisdiction. Anyway, we got a caller. I'm going to see what the caller thinks about it. Uh, let's see. Let me pick this caller up. Uh, let's see. Come on. Let's see. All right. We're working on it. Caller, welcome to the Pajama Party Show. Did you have a comment? You want to join the conversation? Yes. How y'all doing? We're doing great. How about good, yourself? Good, good. Uh, the mayor, the mayor of DC, is now worried about no road. She over there breaking ground today up there, Walter Reed, to try to build some damn apartments. She ain't worried about those streets. Yeah, right. And you know what? Those, you she know, Carl, I'm glad no you said that. She tried, she tried to I'm build glad you said that. Like you know what? Chinese place or something. You know what, caller? I'm glad you said that because you know what? All these new buildings that she's building, she's not gonna be. She's not even gonna be the one to even see them. When they're completed, when they when she gets out of that office, because in most cases, in a lot of cities, usually the developers who start building the city ends up running for mayor themselves. It's happened in many a city. So who's that guy? Oh, he's a developer. He built most of these buildings downtown, and now he's the mayor. So she's really laying a path for other people. She, you know, what really got me too, and I don't mean to um, to to uh, trump your 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 call, but. Um, <laughs> If you look, if you look at the area where the Nat Stadium is, mm-hmm. they're losing their mind over there building, okay? Oh, and yeah. the black folks that lived over there prior to that stadium being built, God, some of the people that was just really paying their bills and paying their mortgage, who who are probably dead now, are probably turned over in their graves. 
Because bird fall. The level bird fall. Okay? Search and yeah, well, they leveled that. Okay? She look at this. Look at the. Uh, all messed up. Look at the whole. Look at the old folks building the court on fire. That little fake me out fire thing. Wait till that. Wait till they knock that building down. Wait till you see what goes up there. Somebody looked at that uh, from a helicopter and said, "Oh shit! Well, we got to, we got to start a fire here or something." And they got all those people out of there. They ain't gonna do it right away, but by 2021, I guarantee you that that building that burnt up there where the, the older folks was living in. That's going to be something, too. And, you know, it's like, and, and the mayor is knee-deep in helping these these rich developers. She is so in bed with people that it's not even funny. Not even, and she got nervous. Say, then she was out there pounding some some dirt with potholes. I'm saying, boy, if you ain't going to get up in the morning promotional jerk-off, really? Please, my don't get alone. me started. Leave my mayor get, alone. Yeah, your mayor, my Aunt Fanny, as they say. My aunt yeah, Fanny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she can kiss my grit. You can have her. You can have her because I tell you, caller, I agree with you 100. percent She she's actually she is uh, what do you call that? She's uh, really christening. She's a good man. She's christening her way out of office because every time she dig mm-hmm. that shovel on the ground, that developer is going to win on the back end. Oh yeah. She ain't seen nothing yet. Mm-mm. Well, caller, let me ask you this: if you know the answer to this one. If the police chase you and they and you cross the state line into another state, can they continue to chase you? Yes, they do. They notify the, the, the next city and let them know they're right. chasing somebody. Right, because the radio frequency is going to fail after a while. Right. Because that antenna only so goes they, so they, far. They're waiting for you to, to come in on the chase. That's right. So they let the people, the cops in the next city or the next state, they let them know we're about to cross the line, and then they, they send right. reinforcements or something. They know already when uh-huh. you start heading that way. If you're on 50, where are you going to end up if you're going east? I'm just talking <laughs> in general, you know, from one state to another. Well, I'm just saying, if somebody turns, you take somebody down Blainsburg, and they make a right on, on New York Avenue, which turns into 50, going east, they're going to call right there before they pass the, what's that thing called where the, eagle, where the eagles are in the nest? The Quaker. Oh, the uh, atrium. The atrium. By the time Arboretum. you Arboretum. Oh well, okay. By the time you pass that, they gonna know. They gonna say, ah, oh, we got somebody coming. You know. Now if they okay. swing, go back up on. Uh, you know, yeah, hell yeah, please. I'm cops. What you think they're gonna put on brakes at the state line? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do in the movie. They get free and go. Oh, you got away. No more. Damn, I tell you what, oh, if that's the oh, case, I'm going to do, I'm, I'm do my next bank robbery with red wine. <laughs> oh, as soon as we get on the okay. state line, they're going to put on brakes. Just break. get out. Just get out. Just get out. Yeah. And walk over there. They're going to bother Okay. Oh, one more thing uh, about that Smullen case. Uh, my boy is yeah. jumping in it. He, he Who's that? Oh, you talking about Trump. Yeah, because yeah, that's because he, he got issues. He got issues. Leave that man alone. I couldn't believe he actually opened his mouth and talked about that. Yeah, With everything else about. going on. Yeah, and he got people like Manafort and, and and that guy Flynn. He's surrounded by crooks. He got Flynn and, and Manafort. You got, you got other people to worry about. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
Yeah, it's a mess. Well, they just they just hate to see a black man get off from anything. They rather see him get locked up like Bill Cosby and everybody else. I, I think, to be honest with you, if Johnny Cochran was still living, they'd have his ass up on charges on something. Oh, he would set something. him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I just think I, I just think um, I just think the money should just appear. You know what I mean? If somebody really cared, mm-hmm. that was a, a billion a billionaire. I would just donate it. I would say here's 150,000 on behalf of Smollett. Now what else do you want? Do you, do you, do you yeah, I'm just giving I'm just giving you this money on his behalf. Now, you still want him to sign something because if you want him to sign something now you're trying to stick the brother. Do you want money or do you I think they really want that damn letter signed more than they want that money. No, what they want is his head on a platter. And they can't get that. Yeah, well, he ain't killed nobody. Is, they're going for his He wallet. only self-inflicted. The person he inflicted was himself. If he did do anything, they need to move on. Because it's amazing how you can let fucking Zimmerman go free for for killing Trayvon Martin. But yeah. you can mm-hmm. put your finger all up Smollett's ass. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Anyway. All right. What are you going to do? And you know another thing that we... Another, you know another case we're forgetting about, too? person got away clean is that female in Florida. Remember her little baby? Oh, I ain't know more about that. Remember she got off? The guy representing her? And she got off. Remember she was out partying and her baby was missing and they found her in the marsh and he said that they had stepped on her head when they were looking for her. Uh, oh, what was her yeah, name? yeah. Kaylin, Kaylin, Kaylin. I forgot the name or now. Something. Remember, she got off from that shit. Yeah, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, was, I didn't realize they finally found the girl, little girl. Oh, yeah, they found her in the marsh right down the street from the house. And the investigators had been stepping on her body when they were looking for her, and they kind of found the bones and everything. And they claimed that she didn't kill her, and, and she got off scot-free. You ain't hear from her no more. Yeah. She we couldn't prove that she actually killed that child. I forgot what her baby's name was. It was a real famous name, uh, Kaylin Lay or something. Cause what's the name talked about her uh, all the time? The one with the at night. What was her name? Uh, that prosecutor on on the news. What was yeah. the one with the with the white hair? That had, remember the, the she used to be a prosecutor, but she had in that. Story. Oh, you talking about? Uh, oh gosh, what's her name? Nancy, not Nancy. What's her name? The blonde, you know, the blonde hair? Yeah, she was blind. She used to have her own show? Yeah, she had like a little a talk show, but she was always with cases and stuff. Yeah, she was the one who used to always say, what about the babies? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. what is her name? She was yeah. on Dancing yeah. with the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Then when she went on Dancing with the Stars, people finally saw that she had some big-ass bazooka titties. But I said, damn, where the hell them titties from? from? God, what the fuck? Oh, I can't no. think of her name. She would always sit down, she would always oh, sit down on her show and wear... You know, I guess she's wearing sports bras or something, you know. But when she went on Dance with the Stars, the motherfuckers was like, what the hell? What did she do, grow them motherfuckers overnight? Apples and oh, oranges, God. how did we get to this? Oh, uh, 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 right. Yeah. Now, you know. Speaking of oranges. Now, you know when she was on Dance with the Stars. Well, you know when she was on Dance with the Stars, all we seen was titties. She couldn't dance for a damn, but oh, people said, damn, she can't dance for a damn, but she got some big-ass titties. Oh, anyway. Why did we get from the little girl to that? Looks like she's drunk all the time. Oh, God. Oh. Nancy Grace. Nancy Grace. That's her name. Nancy mm-hmm. Grace was all over that case. She was pissed off when that girl oh, won that yeah. case. 
I forget what the little girl's name was, but that was that. That here's another case where that girl just walked away. Then you got Zimmerman killing um, The other little girl. She was adamant about the other little girl. They they never found the killer. What's her name? The little showgirl. Oh, oh yeah. Um, oh, John Benet. John Benet Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, he stayed on that too. Another one. Yeah. Daddy killed her. Mama had a heart attack. He killed her. Yeah, yeah. That I tell you, they 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 took that joint to their grave. Well, the the father Mm -hmm. he survived it. The mother lost her mind. She eventually died. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. She, yeah, she was she she lost. She man, I tell you, that was amazing. That was amazing. Anyway, we're not going to elaborate on that. That uh, poor somehow Justice Smollett. But I tell you, I would. He should. He should get somebody to just anonymous person to donate a hundred, two hundred thousand. What the hell? I ain't signing shit. Now, do you want well, this money somebody, or not? Somebody better donate some money to Kraft. Cause Kraft trying to tell the judge, don't don't show the tape to everybody. Huh. And. Yeah, well, Crab, yeah, he's another one. You know, he's oh, wrinkled up. Perm. Oh, he's been buying pussy for years. <laughs> they're going to show the tape. Right. Show I don't want to see that. I do not want to <laughs> see that nightmare. I really don't. But they're going to show. They're going to show his three inches of white steel <laughs> between his legs. They're going to show that three inches of rubber. Ain't nobody trying to see that. I'm a billionaire. I got three inches of white steel between my legs. Yeah, like I said, flaccid rubber. No, thank you. All right, so where where are we? Uh... All right, well, thank you, Carla, for joining in the conversation tonight. All, All right, right, we're going to move. Thank you, appreciate you. We're going to move on to, uh, let's see, where are we? Special Olympics. No. Oh. Let's talk about that another crazy woman, Nancy DeVos. Nancy DeVos, oh, Lord. So, That's Kettle's girl. Yeah. Secretary of Education. So, I Nancy DeVos. So. Secretary of Education. <laughs> So she to sum it all up, and then I'll give you some background on the Special she's Olympics. An idiot. She's an idiot. Yeah, she's an idiot. But she was trying to cut the funding for Special Olympics, and yeah. and then uh, oddly enough, forty five jumped in it and said, uh, "No, not going to happen. Leave their money alone." So then she was like, "Well, I've been fighting for the Special Olympics for the longest time," and I'm like, "Biatch, sit down." Stop lying. You would cut the funding on everybody. This is the same woman who, when the court mandated that there was supposed to be some relief for student loans, she didn't even get that done on time. She sat on it. People waiting to get some kind of help with these student loan repayments. Court mandated it, and she sat on it until she was good and ready, until somebody finally made her get up off of her blonde behind and do something. So I don't want to hear this bull from her. So as far as background on the Special Olympics, they have a federal budget, um, well, the federal budget provides about 10% of the Special Olympics revenue, according to uh, information from Internal Revenue Service. And the Special Olympics say that the federal funds go toward public school programs, not the Special Olympic Games. And I think the problem is that a lot of times when people think Special Olympics, they only think of, you know, the game event itself. 
They're not thinking about all the other stuff that Special Olympics does. So Trump's budget each year has called for cutting funding to the program, but Congress raised it from $12.6 million in 2017 um, to $15.1 uh, million last year and $17.6 million in this year's budget. And then after there was outrage from the Republicans and the Democrats over what Betsy DeVos was trying to do, that's when Trump stepped in and overruled what Betsy DeVos was trying to do this week, and he canceled the budget-cutting proposal that was going to eliminate $17.6 million in federal funding for Special Olympics. And I'm like, why, Nancy? I mean, not Nancy, what's her name, Betsy? Why are you hating on the Special Olympics? So basically, um, the Special Olympics, if you didn't know, was originally founded by one of the Kennedys, Eunice Kennedy Shriver, mm. back in 1968. That was uh, President John F. Kennedy's sister. And she did that to celebrate children with disabilities through athletic events and educational activities. Uh, currently, her 59-year-old son, Timothy Shriver, is the chairman of Special Olympics, and he went into giving all this information about what they do with their funding, et cetera, et cetera. And now check this out. They, they of course, they've got administrative expenses, including salaries for their top officers, which accounts for about 3.5% of their total revenue of $129 million. And they've got about 1,200 volunteers. Those are folks that don't get paid, right? Now, the board chairperson, uh, Shriver, and her vice chair, Loretta Claiborne, are the only the only top board members listed with salaries for 2017 of the board members. Uh, Shriver received $214,918 in salary, and then additional compensation was uh, about $46,000. And uh, the CEO, Mary Davis' salary is listed at a whopping $453,564 with additional compensation packages of $33,000. Now, that's the CEO. She's making almost a half a million dollars. But, you know, Special Olympics is still getting some federal money. But they're saying, you know, they use it for what they say they use it for. Now, they also spend about 13% uh, on fundraising and private contributions. Now, that goes back to what Betsy DeVos said when she was trying to cut their budget. She was saying, well, you all get a lot of money from private donors and all these other sources. So she was feeling like, you're not going to miss all this federal money. You all be all right. Yeah, but that's not guaranteed. No, it's not guaranteed. Because people who give money like that give when they have it to give. And then they give it at a certain time every year, probably yeah. based on income tax But the way this economy has been going, some of those people may not be able to give in these right, coming exactly. years. So you, you should be able to bank on that. on that. So just look at them as a surplus as opposed to necessity. That's, you know, they they, they, was, they, got a, they got egg on their face. And Trump said, man, if I if I take away from Tesla limits, I'm not going to win that election. Heck he knew no. that. He knew that. So I'm going to put Betsy DeVos on the kiss it list. But she is a class jerk-off. Yeah, she's off the chain. Because everybody talks like they're trying to press Trump. Everybody, even people on Meet the Press and Face the Nation, 
all the Republicans, they talk like Trump is listening to them, and he's going to give them a damn uh, a, a lashing and a whooping if they say the wrong thing when he sees them on Monday. They all talk, Everybody talks like Trump is listening, and they feel like they got to talk like, well, the president's one guy, one Republican senator. God, he had his tongue so far, but Trump's ass, it was not even funny. Well, Trump did this, and he did that. He straightened out the budget. He straightened out the budget. I'm like, wow. That's yeah. some brainwashed shit where you can just him. rattle down everything this man allegedly did and uh, tell you, put on a, the, you call, call up the, the website on the White House. There's nothing on there of any kind of Barack. They even took all Barack shit off of there. Oh, yeah, with a quickness. They're they trying to get rid of um, Obamacare. Or the Affordable yeah, Care but that's Act. What's going, that's going to be their demise because you got you can't get rid of you know healthcare unless you got something to replace it with. Oh, they got keep on going on exactly. Something. Yeah, we're going to replace it. But yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. And then he makes it his business to call it Obamacare. It's not even called mm-hmm. that. I don't know why everybody's saying Obamacare when it's not called Obamacare. Yeah. Once so. they started calling that, that name just stuck. Yeah, well, Trump wants something in his name like that. But anyway, <laughs> where are we? They can't. They can't stand um, Barack Obama. They can't know. stand it. Oh my God! Yeah. I'm just so glad he was. I'm glad he was president first. That's all I'm glad about. Because I'd hate for him to have to clean up that mess. I'm surprised he doesn't hawk and spit every time he says Obama. I, you know what would be interesting too, <laughs> is that if Trump, yeah. if Trump left out of here, the next time a Pence ran. If Pence won the presidency to see all the mess he got to clean up or what have you, you know, that would be interesting. Man, that, that, mm-hmm. but he reminds me of an old Kendall. Remember Barbie oh, and Ken? Oh. Yeah. That uh, hair looks so plastered yeah, down. It's frozen. He looked like an old Kendall. It's frozen, yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. we'll move on. Uh, Kendall, what you got? He can't help it. <laughs> uh-huh. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, on the subject about this, is, it seems like it's a big and it's a touchy subject on this vaccination thing. Hundreds bat, were vaccinated since measles emergency declared in um, Rockland County. So hundreds of doses of the MMR vaccine have been administered in the Rockland County, is New York, um, since the state of emergency was declared. I don't think a lot of people know about that. Cause this is kind of the first that I heard. Then you 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 talked about it real while. Um, the county made waves by imposing a 30-day ban on unvaccinated children in public spaces, believed to be the first such action nationwide. And it says since the outbreak began in October, more than 17,400 vaccines have been administered. Uh, that number increased by almost 500 in a couple of days. Um, yeah. It goes on to say they have been 157 confirmed cases of measles in the suburban uh, New York City County. So the um, Commissioner of Health, um, Dr. Patricia Rupert, said the actual number is likely higher. Really? Y'all not giving us, y'all not being transparent. Um, It goes on to say the outbreak began in the fall when um, seven international travelers who had the measles uh, virus visited the area for Jewish holiday, mostly in ultra-Orthodox communities. Oh, boy, here we go, trying to single out people. Just like when AIDS came about, you know, try to sing out to one group. Um, In an effort to prevent further spread of the illnesses, the state of emergency prohibits unvaccinated children under the age of 18 
from going out into public spaces for 30 days. Wow. These spaces include shopping centers, businesses, restaurants, schools, and places of worship. Parents of children found um, in violation of the ban could be subject to a $500 penalty or six months in jail. Completely unable to get vaccinated or exempted. So I'm like, hmm, that's kind of an in-the-middle thing. <laughs> but I wonder like, how did they how did they enforce that? If they're telling people, if they put a notice out and said, okay, for the next 30 days, if your kids mm-hmm. are not vaccinated, they cannot come out in any public area. How do you enforce they must, that? They must have present papers or something. That's the only thing I can think of. That's the only way you can legitimize, you know, if you've had the the vaccine or not. And like you said, I mean, you know, if you're walking down the street, you know, who's enforcing it? Like you said, I don't know. That's question. what I'm thinking. Like, what, you got the measles police running around checking mm-hmm. folks? Like, hey, you can't come in the mall unless I see your papers. Right. They could be. I don't understand how that works. Mm -hmm. Well, I give them credit for taking a drastic measure to try to, you know, get a grip on that epidemic because it was crazy up there. Yeah, they're trying to contain it. So it kind of reminds me of those movies you'd be watching all the time, Outbreak and some other movies like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. Is that at Rock, Rockland County? Is in Pennsylvania? Or? That's, uh, is that New York? New York, yeah. They were also having problems up there with the uh, with the prison system. People dying uh, in the prisons up there, yeah. That was big news this yeah. week as well. In the yeah, same area, Rockland. Huh. Yeah, people dying in there. They uh, not giving them water. The guy, one black guy, died. He didn't. They didn't give him water for like three days. He just. Oh yeah, I did hear about that. They yeah, had that him in the in the. Uh, what do you call it? Solitary, uh, solitary confinement. confinement yeah, for like was, three days. That was in no Rockland water. also. Yeah, he mm. died of dehydration. Hmm. Wow. And a woman died as well. It's not, you know, it's really so sad because it's almost not as heavy as dehydration. But nowadays, sometimes you just gotta take a sip of water just to clear your damn passageways, just for the hell of it. You but know? your body needs water. Yeah, but you yeah, but I'm food right. While, but you but need you to be drinking water. on a regular basis. That's you don't need to just drink they it because they want to give it to you. Thing for three days with no. Well, they, they act like these people are, even though they're criminals, that they that they're unhuman, and that's bullshit. Because it could be a burst of fly. You could have a breakout of a, a fire or something in that prison hell. The inmates could be saving the damn guards. Because they locked up just like they are. So, you know, you never know. Shit. Who could be your hero? Yeah, that was a bad situation. Yeah, buddy. So, anyway. Uh, remember, we're still taking uh, uh, interviews and stuff for uh, Red Wine's anyway, job. Red anything Wine. else, Kettle? Red wine's gonna be no, we're not. But even, even that's else. all, folks. You know that was it on that particular story. <laughs> all right. Uh, so if you uh, want to join uh, the conversation, you can give us a call at nine one four eight zero three four three zero six and press one. We're gonna take a quick commercial break, and we're coming back with the hit it and quit it headlines. 
on the Pajama Party Show. It's Friday night. Get right. This is Papa D.D. You're listening to the Pajama Party on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. If you have something to add to the conversation, give us a call right now at 914-803-4306 and press 1 to be entered into the queue. I want to hear from the men. So call me, Papa D.D. Don't let kettle and red wine scare you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306 or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. The grass is green. Oh, She's a tangerine. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're back to the John party. It's, uh, I'm uh, one of your hosts, and, and I, I'm the boss. I run all this. Um, I'm Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. He runs his mouth, Bonsoir. How's everybody? Yeah. Woo, Friday night. Yes, it's time for the hit it and the quit it. And I've got the first one, so I'm going first, if y'all don't mind. If I may be so bold, I'd like to go first. Uh, I've got a um, Roundup weed killer. That's back in the news again. A federal jury on Wednesday of this week awarded a man in California $80 million. That's $80 million in damages after finding that Roundup Weed Killer played a substantial role in this man's cancer. Edwin Hardiman, age 70, said that he used Roundup products for more than 25 years and that it frequently got on his skin and face. He was diagnosed with stage 3 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in 2015. So in the first phase of the trial last week, six-person jury decided that Roundup and its active ingredient, glyphosate, glyphosate, I guess, played a significant role in Hardiman's cancer. So on Wednesday, they decided, that's the jury, decided that Monsanto should be held liable for Hardiman's disease. Bayer AG, Monsanto's parent company, said that it plans to appeal the verdict because they're not trying to get up off it at $80 million. Uh, Bear shares fell over 12% after the jury's decision last week. The jury awarded Hardiman $5 million in compensatory damages and $75 million in punitive damages. So it's clear from Monsanto's actions that it doesn't care whether Roundup causes cancer or not, that they're focusing on manipulating public opinion and undermining anybody who raises genuine and legitimate concerns, said Hardiman's attorneys in a statement. Hardiman's case is the first against Monsanto to be tried in federal court, but be aware that there are thousands of similar cases that are pending at the federal and the state level. So this is just the beginning. That company, Monsanto, who is the, if I understand correctly, they're the parent company of Roundup. 
No, Bear is Monsanto's parent company. So it's a bunch of companies and own companies. But the bottom line is I think they're going to have to give up that money. That's $80 million, and that was just for one case. And there's other people waiting in line for their turn in court. They might just take that company down at the rate they're going. I don't know. If I was that company, I think I'd be selling my stock right about now before it goes down <laughs> yeah. anymore. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-mm. That's interesting. Yeah. And this is the first one of its kind, huh? Yep. There's other folks in line saying, uh, I'm that. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to quit it and move on. Over to you, Papa Diddy. All right. All right uh, this next story is about uh, um, Jay-Z and uh, Meek Mill launching uh, a prison reform organization. Uh, Jay-Z and Meek Mill uh, have joined with sports and business leaders to try the uh, reform of the court justice system. And uh, the pair were on hand Wednesday at the uh, John Jay College of Criminal Justice in New York to announce the uh, formation of a reform alliance and uh, organization that uh, aims to reduce the number of people serving unjust parole and probation sentences. All right. In addition to Jay-Z and Mill, the founding partners include the Philadelphia 76 Clothes co-owner, Michael Rubin, uh, Kraft Group Kraft Group CEO. Kraft? Kraft Group CEO and uh, New England Pages owner, Robert Kraft. Okay. All right. The uh, Brooklyn Nets co-owner and philanthropist uh, investor Carl Wu Tassa. He's rich. Oh, my God. And you got also Third Point LLC CEO and founder Daniel Lebo and other uh, rich-ass people that uh, have joined the fight. Uh, The group has pledged uh, $50 million to launch the organization and hired CNN's uh, political commentator Vance Jones as CEO for that particular organization. Oh, Vance Joe. Right. I like him. In 2017, Mill received a uh, two- to four-year prison sentence for violating probation on a 2008 gun in a, in a drug case. He was arrested in 2017 after being involved in a fight, and then again another incident that involved him uh, popping wheelies on a dirt bike. All right, the uh, hashtag uh, Free Meek Mill movement resulted in his release after five months in prison and shined a light on uh, what critics saying as the uh, excessive ma- uh, mature of uh, sentencing to uh, misfortune the people who can't afford the uh, type of lawyers they need to sustain them from uh, going to jail for, for trumped-up charges. So this is a big organization, and I hope that uh, the only way the reform is going to go into effect is if they get it to the right uh People on the hill get signed off, and I guess the president got to sign off on it to make a law. I don't know. Your boy. Congress has to agree to it. I don't know. Got some heavyweights on there, so. Yeah, they got heavy hitters behind them, so that's good. Yeah, but when you say prison reform, man, you got they got to go deep. 
they can't be hanging around this metropolitan area because most of the unjustness is going on down in rural areas of uh, Mobile and uh, Birmingham. And Chicago. Yeah, well, we, I ain't talking about that dog-ass town. I think I'm, I'm saying it's all over. I think I'm going to boycott that town for the next couple of years. Uh-oh. Okay, you done with that one? Yeah. We're going to hit them and quit them. Okay. Well, we'll keep it moving. Uh, Over to you, Cal. What's going on? Well, we have a nobody, but he's getting ready to be a somebody. Florida Mayor Wayne Messam announced his 2020 presidential bid. This is an African-American man. His name is Wayne Messam, the little-known mayor of Miramar, Florida, announced Thursday that he is running for president, launching a campaign that will look to accomplish the unlikely, turning the mayor of the 140,000-person town into the next president of the United States. Messam Messam, in a highly produced video released on CNN, tells voters that he is running for president and rails against what he calls a quote-unquote broken federal government in Washington, D.C. So he, I guess he thinks he's going to get it back in stride, I guess. He adds, America belongs to all of us. The promise of America belongs to all of us. That's um, why I'm going to be running for president, to be your champion. Okay. Sounds like he's talking a good game. But, okay. Uh, Sounds good. I guess they, they're going to all filter down. I mean, there's about 20 of them running now, so. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, so sounds he, like he's, he's talking number, about. Huh? I, I was just going to say, which number is he that's running now? That's number what, 30? No, of, it's of not Democrats that many. That's running? <laughs> it's not that many. It's not that many. Okay, 28. Well, like I said, everybody, everybody going to talk a good game. He's talking about the, the uh, unaffordable prescription drugs for the seniors and you know, the, the, he, he's talking that game, so, you know, we'll see. Okay. I wish him yep, well. Yep, yep. yep, so look out for him. Wayne Messam, M-E-S-S-A-M, first name Wayne. Who, who's, that, who's that other mayor that's running? Mayor Pete uh, Buda, Buda, what's his name? Buda, Buda, Gay, Buda Guy? Buda, 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 Buda. Buda, 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 Buda everywhere. What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think his name is Booty. Booty. You got me on that booty, one. Booty, booty, booty gang. No, booty. but booty. Booty J. Booty J. Oh, B-U-T-T-B-O-O. Booty G. Something. B-U-T-T-B-O-O-T-Y. Booty, booty, booty. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> but booty. Anyway. All right. We're going to keep it moving and uh, head on. But booty. Okay, but booty. Mayor Butt Booty. Mayor All Butt right. Booty. I don't know what town he's from. I forgot. Okay, uh, we're going to go over to you, Papa, with the, uh, where are we? What's popping? What's popping tonight, Papa? i tell you what, there's a lot of things, you know. I mean, we, I guess we, uh, that, that, that uh, Smollett horse, you know, we, we we shot and skinned that, so we ain't got to really elaborate on that too much anymore, you know. But uh, I guess another aspect uh, out there, uh, well, me and a caller, you know, we chopped the mare up and, Made a couple, a couple pounds of lunch meat out of her. Talking about my girl. So, I guess the only thing, uh, 
nothing really to talk about, not only, but uh, was the, the, the possible notion of them wanting to slash that government contribution to the Special Olympics. I mean, how can you be so damn cold-blooded to even go in that area? I mean, I mean, thank God if you got healthy children. You know, thank God if you have uh, healthy aunts and uncles and nieces and nephews that aren't, you know, afflicted with some type of, you know, cerebral palsy or whatever, uh, you know, multiple sclerosis or some type of anything that's debilitating. You know, it's amazing how these people can come up with that. And then all of a sudden when they got bad hype, Trump dropped right out of it. But there's no way... That old girl, Bet, what's her name, Betsy? Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos wouldn't have recommended if Trump didn't initiate it. Because he's trying to find money any way he can. Not so much for the for the wall, but he wants to stay, sustain. Anything he's getting and spending, he want to be able to replace it. So that's how he's rolling. When he goes to different places at the bar to get money and things like that, he, he needs to replace the, all the, the slush money that they're running through between him and his son-in-law and his daughter. And his son-in-law is still investing in apartment buildings and things like that, buying a bunch of buildings a few weeks ago. And he's in the White House walking around like he got a job, but he's also jockeying the, the, uh, everything for, for property. I, I don't understand how the, the Trumps are in there. They got a hotel downtown that is part of the, the government, and are they paying rent on the joint? You know what I mean? Because it belongs to the government. But he done hijacked it in the name of his name. And I tell you, it's a mess. It's a damn mess. I don't understand how you can be so arrogant and so belligerent and be able to survive. Because the only thing I, I look and see on that situation, and I don't wish them bad luck, and I don't wish them no early demise or what have you, but I truly think that the way, you know, um, Trump is so overzealous like he is, and you don't see his kids up in the limelight up front because they, they got so much illegal crap going on. They came and they came and sit on the porch and get some damn sunlight. That's how undercover they are. So you see them buried. But but God forbid, what was something happened to Trump? Who's his who's his predecessor other than the uh than the vice president as far as the job is concerned? But who's gonna take over the whole Trump empire if something was happening to him? I think it's gonna just crumble. Because you know, nobody trusted the two sons and and you thing see the, one and thing two. Well, you see the way the Saturday Night Live depicts the, the other one. What's the name, Eric? Eric. Yeah, they they give him a little yo-yo to play with and a stuffed animal and <laughs> everything else. They depict him as an idiot. And then you got uh, Donald Trump Jr. He walk around with his hair all moosed up and slicked back, like he's a combination between the Fonz and uh, you know, I mean, he, he's a bunch of people all wrapped up into one. He's He's Ron Howard from Happy Days, like the Fonz and everything else. And he's he's just looking crazy. He thinks he's a Don Juan. You know? So, I don't know. It's amazing. If you're not keeping your your ear to the ground on this society today, boy, you are totally crazy. Because there's so much crap going on that's really affecting everything and everybody. No matter who you are, what race, creed, color. You know, white folks, black folks, Asian, Spanish, everybody's feeling the, the dwarf of uh, Trump. He's spreading evil around, making people act crazy. And you go to work and your coworkers, the Trump supporters, you scared to say anything around the ass. 
You know what I mean? You talk, ah, Trump ain't shit. And you and your coworkers turns around and say, well, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that he ain't shit. I wouldn't say that. You'd be like, damn, I thought I knew Kevin. You know what I mean? You don't know Kevin. Kevin's a Trump supporter. Y'all working together for 10 years, but now your coworker Kevin, who's a Trump supporter, you don't even know that joker no more. I mean, I witnessed it myself, you know, on my own job. Like, once I found out who a couple of Trump supporters were, I don't even talk to them like that no more. Scary. Scary. He got people under spell. You know? Anyway, I'm going to leave it with that. Uh, just uh, be careful out there, man. There's a lot of crap going on. You know? You're right about it. Hey, Cross. Appreciate it. You're right. You got to know who you're talking to. really do. People you least expect as Trump supporters, they'll bite your head off. Or they'll talk about, they'll separate itself from you. People you've been knowing for years. You know, I was like, shoot. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And he just went to Michigan the other day and did his little speech oh to his people. He got to talk like to them because that's how he keeps the rally going. And them same people are going to roll right into that Republican convention coming up in mid uh, mid 2020. If the election is in November, that Republican convention will probably be around maybe September or so. When they all get together and, you know. Yeah, he's out there talking all that stuff. Well, because it's his conspic- When he looks out and sees 90% white people in the audience, he, he, he goes, he goes have in. You, have you noticed how he seems to feel real comfortable now? Very, the whole look Just, on his face. He's talking anything. They said he talked for uh, an hour and a half. Right, because that's his suggestion. When he goes to places like that, rural Michigan, rural Ohio, really, really white neighborhoods, he's comfortable with that. Oh, he said this whole whole witch hunt, the whole Mueller witch hunt was all BS. And he has no problem now just saying the words. Doesn't matter that, you know, you're using profanity, talking. you're, You're the president of the United States. Why are you out here using profanity like that? But he has no problem, and the audience, all his little Trump lovers, they're out there like, oh, <laughs> like they're at a comedy show. Don't get the black people that are behind him. Well, yeah, I didn't see any in the audience this time. I know they're out there, but I'm just saying, they're sitting out there waiting for him to crack a joke so they can laugh and It's a clap. comedy show. It's a comedy it's show. It's ridiculous. It's like, dude, you're not at Laugh Factory. You're the president. You need to act like it. But anyway, I'm not going to get off on that. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of weird. Well, let, let me just let me just make Go one ahead, note. We would we would you asked about how many president uh candidates are coming up for 2020. I checked it out. It's 16 including ah. the president. And out of those 16, guess how many uh Republicans? Uh, one, two. Two. I'm gonna guess two. Two. You got it. William Wells. He's a former governor. He's Republican, and your president. Everybody else is a Democrat. So what are they doing? You mean running? Yeah, they're running. But how's the Republican? Yeah, they're running. They're running against Trump. How you gonna run against Trump? 
that guy's name you were looking for was um, Pooting Pooting Gig. Oh, Pooting Tang. Oh, yeah, that's him. Oh, Pooting Tang. But 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 Gang or something. I, that's a strange <laughs> last name. But but that's Pooting Tang. I'm trying to tell you. And, and he's a mayor also. So those are the two mayors. Um, this guy Pete and this guy Wayne Messer. They're the yeah, only two mayor mayors. Tang and Messer. Okay. And everybody are either governors, have been governors, are governors, senators, um, or representatives. So I've never heard of this lady, um, Tulsi Gabbard. Where is she from? Let me see. Good question. I know there's somebody from Hawaii that's running. Hawaii. That's her. Oh, that's her. Okay. Yeah. She's from Hawaii. And then okay. there's a lady from um, Minnesota who announced her uh, her intention to run while the snow was coming down like a mofo. She was out I in know. the snow. I like, I, I like her. I liked her. I liked the way she talked. She's strong. I, I didn't understand really that. She outside. Amy um, Clockbucar. Clockbucar or Clockbucar? Her name, first name is Sal or something, or I don't know. what's Amy. her first name? Sal. She's like a three-letter Amy. name. Amy, Amy, right? Amy. Yeah, Amy. she's good. I liked her. She sounded real. She's her a, party was uh, strong. She's a lawyer. Well, she's a senator now, but her, her, she's, yeah, she's think, an American I lawyer. I, I think I'm going to volunteer to um, to work at a polling place. I like the black woman. She needs to get some shelter when she's out there. <laughs> she needs to get some shelter. Yeah, because they gunning for her. Her, her campaign black. people should tell her. Oh, you're some... Uh, uh, from uh, California. I can't think of her name right now. What's the black woman from California that's running? Cam- Camilla uh, Harris? Yeah, that's her. Camilla. She's telling she's, Camilla. She's, telling her, she's complete, completely confused about... the. Um, his uh Jesse Smollett's charges. She knows him personally, so that, that might help. Yeah, that might that might damage her campaign. In the beginning. Yeah, it was. Uh-huh. I said she was quick to come to his defense in the beginning. Yeah. Then they said, okay, you better back down from that. Don't even be associated with that. Uh huh. Oh well. So, yeah, she put something on her Twitter page about it, but. We'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm gonna move on into the weird news. Okay. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, go. All right. Well, Come I'm up first, so I'm gonna jump into it. Let's talk about these prison guards smell a rat and find rodents stuffed with drugs. Lord have mercy. This was in London, London, England, jolly old London. Suspected organized criminals have been stuffing the bodies of dead rats with drugs, phones, and cash and throwing them over the walls of a British prison to get contraband to inmates, according to the government in London. Guards at Guy's Marsh Prison in Dorset, southwest England, grew suspicious when they found the bodies of three rats with long stitches along the stomachs. Now, this is crazy. They discovered the animals had been disemboweled and filled with five mobile phones and chargers, three SIM cards, 
cigarette papers and a large amount of drugs, including cannabis and a synthetic substitute, as well as tobacco. This find shows the extraordinary lengths to which criminals will go to to smuggle drugs into prison and underlines why our work to improve security is so important, said Britain's prison minister, Rory Stewart. The government did not say when the rats were found. Seizures of the drugs and mobile phone SIM cards rose by 23, 15, and 13 percent in the 12 months to March 2018, when just over 20 percent of tests of inmates were positive for drugs. That's crazy including a new psychoactive substance that they've been finding in people's bloodstreams, I guess. Criminals have in the past tried to use tennis balls, pigeons, and drones to bring contraband into the prison. Well, good grief. I don't know what to say. They found the rats and dead rats and thought they looked kind of suspicious when they noticed the rats had these long stitches going down their bellies. And I guess they figured now, if these rats died of natural causes, who's been operating on them? Crazy. Woo! That's why it's the weird news. The great lengths people go to for, for certain things. Absolutely. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it moving. Uh, over to you, Kettle. What's going on in the weird news? Oh, okay. My shot. Australian courts rules farting at someone may not be bullying. Melbourne, Australia. Watch out. In America, Australia appeals court on Friday dismissed a bullying case brought by an engineer who accused his former supervisor of repeatedly breaking wind toward him. The victorious uh, State of Court of Appeal upheld a Supreme Court judge's ruling that even if Engineer David uh, Hingis' allegations were true, um, flatulence did not necessarily constitute bullying. (laughs) Uh, Hingis said he would take his case to the High Court, Australia's final Court of Appeal. The 56-year-old seeking 1.8 million Australian dollars, oh 1.2 million damages from his former Melbourne employee, so he don't work there no more, construction engineering. <laughs> okay. okay. Hinges testified that he had moved out of a communal office space to avoid super, the supervisor Greg Short's flagellant. Hinges told the court that Short would then enter Hinges' small windowless office several days at at a time and break wind. (laughs) Hinges said uh, he would spray Short with uh, deodorant and call his supervisor, Mr. Stinky. He would fart behind me and walk away. He would do this five or six times a day. (laughs) He said this in court. So Short told the court he did not recall breaking wind in Hinges' office, but I may have done it once or twice. Hinges also accused Short of being abusive over the phone using profane language and taunting him. The appeal judges found Hinges put the issue of Mr. Short's flagellant 
to the forefront of his brilliant case, arguing that the flagellant constituted assault. The court found that Short did not bully or harass Hinges. Hinges had failed to establish that the company construction engineering had been negligent. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Wow. He should have just, excuse my language, he should have just whipped his ass. (laughs) Coming in fighting like that. (laughs) I'd be like, look, we got to go for blows. Let's let's go outside. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That don't make no sense. Do you believe somebody went to court for that? Oh, my God. I can't believe he thought he was going to get that kind of money. He's yeah. a, what was it, $1.8 million or something? Australian dollars, but it constitutes $1.3. It's still in the millions of dollars. Why do you think you'll get that? Come on now. I can say if you wanted $1,000 or something or back pay or something, um, you know, but come on now. I mean, go for 100000 or something, but really, up in the millions for gas? Come on now. Yeah, that's just crazy. <sighs> Maybe all that gas made them crazy. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I got uh, a Florida man uh, faked robbery so he wouldn't have to work at Hardee's. Okay, this is from Dunphy, Florida. Authorities say a Florida man didn't want to show up for his shift at Hardee's restaurant, so he called 911. Important, he just been robbed. <laughs> All right, the FSTS uh, TV report said 32 year old Brian Anderson of Dumphy's told dispatchers Tuesday that uh, two gun carrying men took his necklace, money, and his cell phone <sighs> before jumping to their car and driving away. Polk County Sheriff deputies went to the scene and quickly realized that the robbery never happened. In a Facebook post, the agency said Anderson's confession added that uh, on the bright side, Bryden had to go to his 11 a.m. shift at the restaurant. Anderson is charged with uh, misusing a 911 system and uh, knowingly giving false information to law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he couldn't just call out sick. No, he called. He had to say, I got robbed. I can't come in because I got robbed. And that's why it's the weird news. What was he smoking that day? He said, I don't want to go to work. I'm going to just say I got robbed. And I'm going to call the police. He would have done better if he had just called his job and said, hey, y'all, I got robbed. I'm waiting on the police to get here. But why would you then call the police? And tell them some bogus stuff when you know they're going to figure it out. Yeah, because they didn't even go to jail for that, as we see, just a small lad. But he didn't go to jail, but exactly. he charged. And be careful. Clearly, you this, know, person, this person must not read the news. Maybe not. But at, at first, people could make reports, but after a while, they were becoming bogus and false. So he said, okay, we're going we're gonna to tack an imprisonment on it. So y'all... Mm. Folks won't start doing that. So. I suppose. Yeah. yeah, I suppose. It is All what right. it is. Like, 
Well, that's the weird news. If you want to get in on the conversation, call us at 914-803-4306 on the Pajama Party Show. And I'm going to jump in with, I'm just saying, I want to talk about robocalls tonight. Scam likely. Scam likely. All Scam likely. Um, I'm sure people have gotten enough of these and you're sick of them like I am. I get so many unwanted unknown scam likely calls <laughs> on my personal cell phone now. It's just ridiculous. And most of these are robocalls. Now, I know these companies out here are selling people's phone numbers, and that's why I hate when you fill out an application for something, if it's like for a credit card or a bank card, check checking account, whatever, and they ask that you fill out your cell phone number. It's bad enough they want your home phone, but for some people, your cell phone is your home phone. But once it goes in on that application, I know these banks are selling this stuff. So it's a cell phone company. And the cell phone companies. And then they promise that, oh, we're not going to sell your information. They put all these disclaimers. But somehow, your stuff gets out there, and now you got robocalls hitting your phone up every day. So, like I said, give it a week or so after you fill out an application, and then here come offers in the mail. Like, oh, you've been pre-approved for this. You've been pre-approved for that. I'm like, get the freak out of here. I didn't ask for this bull crap. Then you get the calls coming in on your phone. I'm just saying, these robocalls ought to be illegal. Now, one of the things Congress chooses to focus on, or rather of all the things they choose to focus on, is not robocalls. They focus on a bunch of other stuff. They need to look at robocalls. The whole telecommunication industry does not seem to be able to do much about it at all, which to me is crazy. I thought this was their industry. How do these robocallers and scammers seem to know how to get around every app and every program that the telecom folk put in place? Sounds like an inside job or some inside information to me. I'm just saying. Did you know that more than 47.5 billion would have be robocalls were made last year alone? Some of which are legal, but a lot of them are not. And that's a 57% increase over 2017. I think all of them should be illegal. That's just my personal opinion. I don't need robocalls from my local politician who's running for office or from a health care company or from somebody who wants to buy my house or from somebody who wants to sell me something that I don't want, health insurance, all kind of mess. It's too much. I'm the one paying the bill for my phone, so I should be in control of the calls that I get. But that's not how it works. And it's not working for me. And I don't like it. I'm just saying all these robocalls should be banned and it should be made illegal. Companies that send all these robocalls should be fined and they should be shut down. These calls are a form of harassment. And it seems to me, last I heard, harassment is a form of, of a crime of some sort. So I don't understand. What's the deal? They need to be locked up. Why don't you lock these folks up? All these people chanting about locking up Hillary Clinton. Lock up these robocallers. The FCC, Verizon, Comcast, and all these other people who, who issue 
uh, phone services, all of them say that they're taking the problem very seriously. We're looking into it, and we're taking it very seriously. But that's not stopping the stupid robocalls. So here's an idea. Why don't we just forward all of these robocalls to the FCC and let them handle it? Let's blow up their switchboard and their front desk and their main number with all of these stupid robocalls that come in, and then maybe they'll understand our pain, and maybe then they'll do something about these freaking robocalls. That's all I'm saying. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, robocalls should be illegal, and until they are, we are at war, and unfortunately, we're losing the war in the robocalls, and I don't like losing. That's all I'm saying. Man, it's a struggle out here, I'm trying to tell you. Freaking robocalls. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Papa Didi and what we doing, Living for the City, on the Pajama right. Party Show. And if you want to join the conversation, give us a call at 914-803-4306. And we'll be right back. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show. And we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier, or is it Misery Loves Company, or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Hi, welcome back to the Jump Party. I'm your host, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red One. Woo-woo. How about that? Bonsoir. What's right. up, baby, baby? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo, it's time for Living for the City with Papa D. Well, you know what? I tell you, I, I'm just going to put a close to this because it's a good discussion, and I just um, I just think that it, it, it also um, it shows the complete, uh, I don't know whether it's a white thing or where people don't really get to know their own particular uh shortcomings you know and they're trying to change the narrative especially on their way out and I'm speaking on the mayor of Chicago that Rahm Emanuel let me tell you man and I'm just going to start from the beginning of his situation when he took this job over off the heels of Barack Obama's administration and he became a new mayor of Chicago and all this hype and hoopla all of a sudden Southside Chicago started killing people every night. And this man was like a deer in headlights. 
after a while, they just accepted the fact that the area was just destitute, shooting, killing people was just a way of life, and they just stopped messing with it. You know, when the cops said they don't want to go down here and defend it or what have you, and send one or two, or what he learned to do was put a shield between the south side of Chicago and the Mason-Dixie line to lead to downtown Chicago. If you've ever been to downtown Chicago, you'll know that downtown they have the House of Blues and all the boat rides in the summertime and all, it's elaborate. But you don't see no gang-related stuff downtown Chicago. They got all the buildings. You can ride the boats that would give you a, a, a landmark tour. They got more buildings in that town than any other city in the world. Uh, well, I guess New York may have more. But their buildings are significant. They have all kind of different reasons for their existence. And it, they, they do boat tours that different describe the architect. They call them architecture tours. And the river that you ride through Chicago is amazing in the summertime. They got what's called a Navy Pier. They have uh, the Magnificent Mile where they got all the, the big time stores on Michigan Avenue. This leads over to the other side of Michigan Avenue. Which leads down to Navy Piers is where another cathedral of stuff is where they have the water rides and the boat rides at the Navy Piers and uh, just the whole ambience of, of just being out at the Navy Piers. So between all that there, Navy Piers, and all these elaborate stuff that's in Chicago and all these different restaurants, you can go there downtown and walk the streets at night and nobody will mess with you. Because they have made their business to make a Mason-Dixie line between the people in the south side of Chicago and, and downtown Chicago. Because they knew they couldn't control the south side of Chicago, so they just quarantined it. And now, and they got drive-by shootings up there with gangs. They got people caught in a crossfire. And these murders are still unsolved in South Side Chicago. And Emmanuel always on the news and saying, well, we're doing our best, our best, our best. So now that he's about to leave as mayor, probably uh, around, I guess, October, whatever the elections are. I guess it'll probably be, you know, November or what have you. Depends. I'm not sure. But now that he's a lame duck and he can't get elected again, in Chicago, where they changed the statue of how long you could be the mayor, because Mayor Daly was mayor there for like 900 years, so now I think it's a three-term situation, but his time is up, and he's trying to go out with a bang, where he's trying to get everybody to forget about all the crap that he wasn't able to control, and keeps keeps focusing on Smollett, and then he got this, this um, superintendent, black police chief, now you know when it comes to the police chief, the mayor is your boss. So the police, the police chief got a soup straw, so he he's drinking out of the mayor's ass on everything. Everything the mayor does, if he's angry, he's angry. So he's been kissing his ass completely. And the two of them on TV is a damn spectacle because they're both trying to give double jeopardy to a result of a trial or of a situation that was already determined. And now they're going to trump up some letters and all this stuff trying to get the man to plea. It's in the news every day, and the news feeds are following this news. Like, focus on, and hell, I looked at I looked at um, Empire last night, and I tell you, Smollett looked, looked cool to me. He looked calm and comfortable and doing his thing. I think they, they're probably going to kill off one of, the, one of his brothers, but uh, from what I see, I don't see him going anywhere from Empire. And, and like I said, my recommendation to him is don't sign nothing. Get you a donor, even if he gave the money to himself. Give it to the city in the 
form of a donor, and, and then you'll find out that it's not the money they want. If they just if he just drop a, a hundred fifty thousand dollars at, at the mayor's office or at a police station or what have you, they'll still be chasing after his ass. So we want you to sign a letter. It's not about we want to sign. The, we we want you to sign this letter, not just about the money. It's not about the money. Rahm Emanuel is trying to clean up his reputation for being a lousy damn mayor for all these years. He's trying to go out with a bang. He's trying to satisfy people that's on the right side of white. You know, and it's just a shame how black men are just chastised to the max and beat down. With, when it comes, I've never seen a race of people or a, a race of uh, even the, the gender aspect as far as black males where the only time that, that we get attention is when our ass is in trouble. Other than that, people don't give a fuck whether we exist or not. When you're in line, a white man with a tie could jump in front of you and they wouldn't even take a second look at it. They'll ask them, can I help you? And, and you got you already in line already. Might have jumped right in front of you. You're invisible until you fuck up. But once you fuck up, they'll do what they can to, you know, and I just don't understand how this, this mayor... Every day has come up with these solutions. So what do you want? Do you want his head? I mean, what the prosecutor said was the fact that for the crime he done, first of all, the restitution for that crime is probably only about $1,500, which which, uh, Rahm Emanuel said, because whenever they write a letter, they got to write the letter based on the laws of that particular crime. And then what comes with a crime also is your your penalty phase. Your penalty phase is based on what type of trouble you had in your life. If you got a record and all that, it's almost like the penalty phase of sentencing is just like your credit report. If you'd have been convicted a lot, your penalty phase is going to warrant you more time. But if you've never been arrested and don't have a record, then just like your credit. If you got good credit, and you can fuck around and buy that car or that house. And it's the same way in the, in the uh, judicial system where if you got a clean record, then you they, they'll judge you accordingly. So when they broke it down to a regular case of that magnitude and what that what that case writes off for person impersonating this or falsifying this, okay, this is what this particular charge covered. Now, if it paid, if it was a fifteen hundred dollar fine, he gave up his bail money, which was ten grand, ten grand, which is ten percent of a hundred thousand. To a bail bondsman, gave up ten grand, which is ten times more than what he would have had to pay for that particular case. And they said he'd do customers. His, his they gave him some community service to do. And while they were giving him a plea, they didn't have to call the mayor and and the, and the damn police chief to tell them what kind of plea they were doing when the case was now in there. People understand that there's different. If you looked at uh, what was that that show? Years ago, cop show, dun dun, Law and Order. Law and Order. When Law and Order first came on, every night before the episode came on, they would explain the judicial system to you when the show came on. They say the police make the arrest, it's hand over to the such and such system, and then hand over. And Law and Order would always end up where? In court. First, they had a cop situation. Then they would have the prosecutor, how they're prosecuting it, you know, where the other characters would come out. And at the end, they'd be in court whether the person was guilty or innocent or what have you. And that's where the system goes. When somebody busted you, the first thing you do, you go to the police station. 
then you go through litigation as far as the situation. Well, not they're going to have a, a grand jury to, and even if the grand jury bows you for trial, you're still held over for trial as a misdemeanor. This was never a felony because it wasn't nobody involved. It was no other people. But then he grabbed those two foreign guys who started singing like a canary, but who the hell said they were telling the truth? And even if he did trump it up, these guys, they, you gave them immunity, so they could say anything. And then for the black cop who can't even control his black people on the south side of Chicago, he's standing there with his fat ass and his fresh haircut and his fresh mustache trim and all his gold and shit hanging off his uniform like he's Mr. Wonderful. And he's spending all this time when he's be out there chasing the fucking bad guys. He's standing there with Rahm Emanuel, who's trying to clean up his reputation for the last five years of thousands, hundreds of people getting killed in the south side of Chicago. And both these jerk-offs is trying to renew their reputation off of Smollett's fucking head. And then when the, when the judicial system set them free, they're still trying to get something out of them. Now they're trying to get a letter and get $150,000 and say it all strong. But you guys are the court of public opinion. Whenever you go to trial or you go to wherever, you go to trial through the, the prosecutor, the district attorney. You don't go to trial through the, the police chief and the damn mayor. They don't have nothing to do with that. As a matter of fact, the mayorship and the, and the, and the district attorney is two different jobs altogether. They're under two different departments. One is judicial, and the other one is municipal. So, you know, it's just amazing how they keep beating this dead horse over this situation. Damn, we done put James Brown in jail. We done put Mike Tyson in jail. And we put fucking Bill Cosby in jail. What do we do, just put black men away like it ain't shit? And you got that one guy. Who was that guy in Hollywood that was fucking everybody? It still ain't even went to trial or nothing. The, the guy, the raggedy beard guy. Uh, oh, uh. Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, did the movie with the suit. Did the movie spirit, yeah. They, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Kettle, what's that guy's name in Hollywood that linked with all the women? The hero thing, Don Cheadle was in it with him. Uh, with him? Yeah. But he was an actor. He was more, he was no, a, I'm saying Don oh, Cheadle was in with, um, you uh, talking about the, the molesting the kids or whatever? Yeah, no, no, the one that was molesting, molesting the women. They were brand new to Hollywood. He was rocket, not Weinstein. 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 Yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about no. uh, the actor. No, I'm talking about Weinstein. Weinstein okay. had stuck a thousand women. He done manipulated the hell out of all kind of people. He still ain't went to jail. You know. Then you got this guy. Um, all Trump's people, hell, how much time they do? I mean, look at the, you know, it's almost like the, the, the white man could play, you know, paddle ball with the court system, but black folks just got to lock it in. You know, let me go ahead and close this cell door behind you, then you can talk shit behind that. I mean, the fear of black people is just unbelievable, you know, and they just doing what they can to, to I mean, Smollett just got to need their skin because they see he's a well-liked dude, he's popping, then... Then Emmanuel got the nerve to say how if you're rich and famous, you get off. Really, Emmanuel? How the hell did you become mayor? You was riding behind fucking Obama and Michelle, behind decent black folks 
where you were smiling behind their ass and you became mayor based on your connection with the most popular man in the world. So how the fuck did you get your job? I mean, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, I can understand whatever. If you want him to give 150 toward the investigation, ask him for it. But don't tell him to sign shit. I wouldn't sign a damn thing. I would say, I'm not signing that under the grounds. It would incriminate my ass. Okay? Invoke your constitutional rights, which is which number for that? Fifth Amendment. Fifth Amendment. I would say, here's $150,000 for the cause. You can give it to the Benevolence Association. You can buy fucking Girl Scout cookies with it. Whatever you want to do in Chicago. But I ain't signing jack. Okay, I signed my deal with the district attorney who set me free and sealed my case, and that's it. So police chief, mayor, y'all can kiss my grits. So get to stepping, because I'm done. Anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Just take that. Take that. Take all that. Because that's what's happening. Anyway. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your perspective. And I do agree with you. So, Kettle, you ready to take us out mm-hmm. to the West Coast? Let's take a little CC break. I ain't mean to get long window with that, Kettle. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you good. You made your point. That was some good points. I'm a little All part, right. so let's take a seat break. Be ready. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. All right, we'll take uh, let's see, we'll take a quick one, and then we're coming back with Kettle. He's gonna take us out to the West Coast and tell us what's going on with the celebrities. We'll be right back. This is the Pajama Party coming to you live. What's on your mind? Call us on nine one four eight zero three four three zero six. Got an opinion, or just want to say hello to the crew? Hello, you know what to do. Call 914-803-4306. If you just want to listen to the show online, go to www.apajamaparty.com and click the banner in the upper right corner. But if you want to talk to the crew, you need to call us on 914-803-4306 and press 1. We'll get to your call as soon as possible. It's nothing but fun and a pillow fight every Friday night at the Pajama Party. And remember... PJs only, no clothes allowed. Now back to the crew and more of the pajama party. Bartender, another round for the house. Thank you, darling. All right, welcome back to the John Party One. It was Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time to head out to the West Coast and get the celebrity news from Kettle. So, uh, what's going on, Hollywood. Well, we got a couple yeah. of feuds going on out there in Hollywood. You Uh-oh. think we feud Uh-oh. over here? They feud just as much as we do. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Sharon, Sharon Osbourne and uh, what? your boy, um, yeah, she, she's feuding with uh, <laughs> Sam Cow. <laughs> who? Um, Simon Cow, uh, uh, Simon Cow, yeah, Simon Cow. I'm sorry. From uh, she was talking, oh she God. was talking on her show today. She said I was fired from the X Factor because Simon Cow thought I was too old. Sharon Osbourne wow. says ageism yeah, was yeah. behind the X Factor departure back in September. 
she goes on to say the co-host, she, well, everybody knows she's the co-host on the um, the talk. And, um, oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, she's 66, but, um, she, she said she was signed on to, yeah, she said she was signed on to do another show at the time, um, and that she had to go to England. And then Simon Cowell changed his mind and thought I was too old. So, um, she says Cow is, a, uh, Cow, he's a judge on the, um, series, which he created. So, according to Sharon, she says uh, that Kyle said that she was too old. Osborne had a, a, advice for Kyle Thursday, which likely um, won't sit well with him. She said, if, if if you want young, fire yourself. So, she's lashing back at him. And she also said, rubbing her chest, she added, and get rid of those man breasts and you'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> Okay. But you know, she got a lot of heart saying that. Yeah, yeah. Take off that wig and all those wrinkles. She's tore up from the floor up underneath that crap, too. (laughs) She wears nine pounds of makeup and a wig and everything else. We ain't going to go there. Well, she's been back inside. It is what it is. Also, 50 Cent slams Wendy Williams. It all started. While Wendy Williams' a decades-long career on the radio, she, and then she finally she went to television, um, her and 50 Cent have been going back and forth. Um, the two have been engaged in a bitter feud for years, and 50 uh, took it upon um, up a notch by uh, taking a shot on Wendy, recently admitting she was struggling from her addiction. He said, I knew something was up with, with, the, with the bee, the rapper wrote on Instagram, sharing an in flattering picture of the talk show host. Um, it as a drug. She better not talk about me than go to the rehab every day. Crackhead, get that strap. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Woo! These people are a trip. It's, this Instagram and this Twitter, I'm telling you, they, they will tear it up. But they've been going back and forth, back and forth. Um, as we know, Wendy, she's been into a rehab facility and she's battling, uh, I guess her cocaine addiction and also, I guess her husband troubles too. So, um, but said he said and her, they're going to keep going at it, I guess. I guess until they get on the, on the, on the TV and go back and forth. Um, also, uh, Wendy Williams is in this uh, story also, Birdman. Birdman, he's engaged to um, Tony Braxton. So Wendy Williams is saying that, um, you know, that they broke off the engagement and everything and they're not together, and she's missing her ring. Um, Birdman had to set her straight. She said, no, we still engaged, and she just happened to lose her ring. And he said, well, I'll just buy another one. So in so many words, shut the hell up, Wendy. <laughs> Mind your damn business. <laughs> so many words. <laughs> okay. Uh, also, uh, a few notables. Um, Kathy Lee Gifford. She's leaving the Today Show after 11 years. Um, she's going to do um, more movies and TV. She's um, producing some, um, not gospel, but I guess religious related type um, films. So she said this is something she wanted to do for a long time since she was, since she was a little girl. So she's going to do her dream 
a dream project. So, hey, she got the money. Go for it. And uh, okay. one last note. Law and Order SVU has been renewed for a 21st season. This oh will become gosh. the longest running live action series in history. Your man Dick Wolf, he making all the money, baby. Dick Wolf and yeah. um, Mariska Hardate, they making all the good money. So yeah, the, um, I just think that they they already rode that wagon long enough. But anyway, go ahead. Well, they they done broke history. They they're currently averaging four point three million total viewers. They they are doing better on Thursday night than Wednesday. Wednesday was they were at the bottom of the barrel, but Thursday, hey, they they kicked it up a notch, so that's a good thing. So um, yeah, God bless them. Twenty one series going strong. That's a, that's a blessing. Ooh, yeah. that's a lot, a lot of law and order. Yeah, All right. the well, people still you, watching. Kevin. You welcome. Yeah, I'm not, but I'm glad somebody is. Well, let's get into the cocktail of the week. Let's see. What do we have? Oh, I've got it tonight. The cocktail of the week is brought to you by D.C. Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. You can check them out at dchomegrown.com. And uh, let's see. Tonight's cocktail is called Spring's First Bloom in honor of springtime. Now that spring is finally here. Spring's first bloom. So, in order to make a spring's first bloom, you need one and a half ounces of Hendrix gin, three-quarter ounce of lemongrass-infused simple syrup, three-quarters ounce of fresh lemon juice, half an ounce of St. Germain, one dash of lavender bitters, and one egg white, and a garnish of a mint leaf. So to make this drink, uh, Spring's First Bloom, you want to add all the ingredients to a shaker, fill with ice, shake it well, and double strain it into a cocktail glass and garnish it with a single mint leaf. And if you don't know how to make lemongrass-infused simple syrup, you can check out our website at apajamaparty.com. We will have the recipe up there, and there's also instructions for how you can make Simple, uh, simple syrup, lemongrass infused simple syrup. So be sure to check that out. That's the spring's first bloom. If you're looking for a nice springtime cocktail, I would strongly suggest you check it out. I think you're gonna like it. And that's the cocktail of the week, brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Thank you, DC Homegrown, for that. Uh, let's see, uh, Papa Didi, can you talk to us about? The world famous, infamous Kiss It List. Okay, um, let's see. That's a list we put together of people that uh, showed their butt, and uh, you know, like uh, Ron Emanuel, um, people that uh, you know just 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 carry on with foolishness. And uh, let's start with um, Bessie DeBose. Who's uh, Red Wine's girl? Uh-uh. They've they've been seen at lunch together. Yeah, okay. Um, Ron Emanuel. Uh, wow Airlines. How about that? They they ran out of money. It shut down. And then who the hell rides the airline called Wow? They were charging like 
fifty dollars to go to London and New York. <laughs> and then when the people got good while it lasted. When he went out of business people got stuck in London. They say, Well, I gotta pay twelve hundred dollars to get back. Well that's how much that's how much a flight's supposed to cost. <laughs> That's still messed up. You paid one hundred fifty dollars to go to London from New York. You know, did you not think that that would be? I mean, did you? No, I didn't. Did you check see if it was actually a motor I on the damn plane? I a round trip ticket, and I expected to get back for that eighty nine dollars. Did you actually check see if it was a back to that train that was not just a front? It, it was supposed seen? to get back. That plane was supposed to get me home anyway. No, they shut down because they ran out of money. Anyway, anyway, who else? All right, we have, uh, we have um, the police chief of Chicago who sits up there with his fat butt and all the brothers behind him with the scrambled eggs on the front of their hat that are representing so strong. They should be standing over crimes, big crimes, but they, they just want to get behind. I don't know. I think, uh, I don't know. They're going to, I think after a while, man, he's going to sick his TV family on him. And your boy going to come after him, you know. I want to add um, the NFL commissioner. Yeah. What do yeah, you do? they're still talking about changing rules, and he's still backpedaling. What are they going to do? There's like, a replay on the uh, pass interference. What are going to do? Own it. Either do it or don't. Don't keep on like, well, well, I'm tired of him. Roger Goodell. Uh, anybody else? Um. Kettle, you got anybody? Papa Didi. <laughs> he always putting us on the list. <laughs> And I'd like to put no. March Madness on the list. I'm sick of March Madness. Let's go with some of these rich people <laughs> not coming to uh, Smollett's uh, defense, you know what I mean? In the name of, like, trying to put it, squash it, you know, because they're trying to hem this brother up, and he's already been yeah. tried, and you can't be held for double, double jeopardy. And all those rich people who tried to scam their kids into these high-priced colleges. Yeah, what's happening with them? That should be in the news yeah, every day. Yeah. That's true. You know, yeah. these people, right. they were paying right. off everybody. And this, when the one lady who was uh, in that show, uh, what was that show back in the day? Full House. Full House. Yeah, man, her her daughter's dumb as a box of rocks. Okay, well, so anybody else doing? we need to put on the list? I don't like so. Oh, uh, uh, Dr. Dre. So okay, what did he do? Daughter. Boasting about his daughter oh. on Twitter, and then he took it down. Someone she got in um, without, um, you know, cheating, but... He gave uh, UCLA um, or S- a USC, whatever the college she got into, $70 million a year before. Yeah, okay. What? Same, okay. Same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're on the kiss it list, Dr. Dre. All right. Well, we got something for everybody on the kiss it list. Kiss Beauty. my entire
All right, welcome back to the John Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Red wine. Why, darling? And it's time for the last word. My last word is, is I want to give uh, thoughts and prayers to my good friend David out of Philadelphia. Uh, he he uh, successfully went through a open heart surgery the other day, uh, Wednesday I believe it was, and uh, he's up and got his strength back a little bit and he's still in intensive care, but uh, brother, we're paying for you, we love you, and uh, welcome back to the world. All right. Shout out to David. And uh, my last word is no more robocalls. Leave me alone. Sick of you. Stop calling me. Over to you, Kevin. What's your last word? Well, I'm going to make it literally short and sweet. Y'all young folks, stop wearing them short-ass damn pants. Because it's not summertime yet. But when summertime comes, stop wearing them short-ass pants. And for those young young boys out there, pull your pants up and leave them up. That's my last one. Okay. Word. All right. Well, we're out till next Friday night. Check us out on apajamaparty.com. Tell a friend. Bring a friend. Share the news. Share the wealth. We appreciate it. Let's grow the family for the Pajama Party show. Um, check us out at apajamaparty.com. Be sure to check out the cocktail of the week. And again, we want to thank DC Homegrown, our parent company, for uh, sponsoring the show, keeping the lights on, and paying the bills. We do thank you. Much obliged. Um, I guess that's it. Shout out to the callers. Shout out to our audience. We appreciate you all so very much. And uh, let's do it again next Friday night. Uh, we're out. Say good night, Papa. Good night, everybody. Say good night, Cattle. Good night. Bonsoir. Till next Friday night. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabi Kana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night. And good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Party cool, keep it real for you.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.